Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's football episode of Tap House and Touchdown. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye, back at it again. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making me part of your day presented by Anchor Podcasts. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever it is that you get your podcast to help others find the show. A uh, quick reminder where else you can find me on social media. On Twitter, search for at Tapouts and TDs. On Facebook, Tapouts and Touchdowns. And the email to the show, Tapouts and Touchdowns at gmail.com. This week's opening bell is going to be another football recap. Uh, last week was rivalry week in college football. So football season is getting away from us as we are nearing the end. As college football came to rivalry week, we had some phenomenal games on hand. Uh, starting on Thanksgiving night, we had Ole Miss finally getting a win over their rival Mississippi State, 31-21, to win the Egg Bowl. Uh, there were a couple games that really, really uh, spotlighted the weekend, if you will. Uh, first came on Friday night, North Carolina and NC State. NC State was still fighting for a shot at the ACC Championship, needed this win over North Carolina, and with just over two minutes to go, it did not seem likely that NC State would get it. Uh, North Carolina State would score, recover an onside kick, and score again. North Carolina could not could not match it, as NC State would come back from behind to win 34-30 over their in-state rival, North Carolina. Moving to Saturday, my beloved Gamecocks fell to Clemson yet again, this time in a shutout fashion, the first time since the 80s, 30 to nothing to now-ranked Clemson. Uh, there were some, some, some really, again, some really fun games. Florida was able to uh, beat Florida State without Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen out in Florida. Uh, probably one of the most, I would call it lopsided. The score doesn't make it seem like it's lopsided. But the University of Michigan finally, under Jim Harbaugh, gets the win over Ohio State, their first win in 10 years, 42-27. to That game, that score looks close, and it sounds close. But Michigan ran up and down the field on Ohio State the entire day. That game was never close. Uh, but having said that, I mentioned North Carolina NC State being a tremendous game. If you watch that Auburn-Alabama game, Auburn, similar to that situation, they were up with under a minute to play. Auburn would score, Alabama would score to tie it up with under a minute. They would play in four overtimes, but Alabama able to secure the win 24 to 22 over their in-state rival, the the Iron Bowl, if you will, uh, coming down to four overtimes. What a game. Uh, I could get into the college football overtime rules. I could spend an entire show on it. Absolutely asinine, but nevertheless, Alabama gets the big win leading into the SEC championship game that they will play in this week. Uh, then you had Oklahoma, Oklahoma State with a Big 12 championship game on the line. Oklahoma State able to knock off Oklahoma 37-33. to uh, Great weekend in college football. Another great weekend in college football coming up. As far as the NFL goes, uh, we had the three Thanksgiving Day games. Detroit almost able to, again, pull off a win. Chicago hit a field goal the last minute in the last seconds to knock off Detroit 16 to 14 the Bears get the win an overtime game on Thanksgiving Day the Raiders able to knock off the Cowboys and then the Bills dominate the Saints in the night game 31 to 6 
a couple of scores around the league. Carolina would bench Cam Newton in the fourth quarter as they went down to the Dolphins 33-10. In a game between two of the worst teams in the league, the Jets were able to pull it out over the Texans 21-14. to The Patriots have quietly won six in a row. Knock off Tennessee. Uh, uh, Derrick Henry less Tennessee 36-13. to Monday night football, what a great game. I say a great game because Seattle was able to drive it down the field. Uh, losing that game in the fourth quarter. Drove down the field to get the touchdown. Need the two-point conversion to tie. Do not get it. Fall on the road to the Washington football team, 17-15. to The Ravens on Sunday night football, despite four interceptions thrown by Lamar Jackson, able to beat the Cleveland Browns 16-10. to Some really fun football to watch last weekend and some really good football to look forward to especially in the college ranks that we'll get to in the main event when we do the supersized segment of Frick's Picks uh, in the main event of the show. But coming up next, we're going to look at breakouts and busts from Week 12. That was the NFL and Fantasy. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. The Sarcasm Remains podcast with Fuzzy B. Charleston's favorite podcast should be yours too. Go to www.thesarcasmremains.com for more info. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. Welcome to this week's Bullies, Breakouts, and Busts on Tap Outs and Touchdowns. Let's get right into it, shall we? Uh, again, I mentioned Week 12 was a fun week in college, in, in pro football and college football as well. But in pro football is what we're going to look at here today. Uh, really fun week in fantasy football. Uh, note, it is the first time all season that all five of my fantasy teams won this year. 5-0 and for your guy, Bully Rye. Uh, it was nice, a little too little too late here uh, for me this late in the season. Uh, however, a uh, fun weekend in fantasy football. Let's get right into it, shall we? Bullies breakouts from Week 12 at quarterback goes to New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones. 310 passing yards and two touchdowns with no turnovers. Uh, you know, this I, I mentioned it in the in the opening bell. The Titans banged up. Uh, they were without uh, both of their top receivers. A.J. Brown was put on IR before this game. But before all the injuries to the Titans, Tennessee was a force to be reckoned with in the AFC, leading the AFC South, uh, beating teams like the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, but New England is quickly becoming just that, a force to be reckoned with. Sixth straight win for the Patriots, led by a career high, 310 passing yards, a 21.5-point fantasy week for Mac Jones made him the quarterback five, the number five quarterback in fantasy in the Patriots win over the Titans. Mac Jones, my quarterback breakout in week 12. And at running back, my breakout goes to Tampa Bay Bucks running back Leonard Fournette. Finished the day 100 rushing yards, seven receptions with for 31 yards, four total touchdowns for the former LSU Tiger. Uh, welcome back to fantasy dominance, Leonard Fournette. A week after Jonathan Taylor scored five touchdowns, 
Leonard Fournette reached 100 yards for the first time this season and found the end zones again four times to lead all running backs in fantasy scoring during the Bucks' Week 12 win over the Colts. That's right, Tom Brady goes to Indianapolis and gets yet another win over the Colts. However, Leonard Fournette is my breakout running back in Week 12. At wide receiver, my wide, my wide receiver breakout uh, for this week goes to former Clemson Tiger, T. Higgins. you got to figure. They, they knocked off my Gamecocks. I've got to show them a little bit of love, even though, you know, it's, you know, I hate Clemson, you know, but let's show them some love. T. Higgins, a career day, six receptions, 114 yards, and a score, despite Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, easy for me to say, being the top target for his former college teammate in Joe Burrow. T. Higgins had the game that Cincinnati had always hoped for since drafting him last season. Season high in yards and his first touchdown since week two made him the second best fantasy wide receiver in the Bengals week 12 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that game was not close. Uh, therefore, T. Higgins, my breakout wide receiver in week 12. At tight end, uh, another welcome back player goes to Indianapolis Colts tight end Jack Doyle. Six receptions for 81 yards and a score. Welcome back, Jack Doyle. Season highs in targets, catches, yards, and fantasy points for Jack Doyle in Week 12, despite the Colts losing yet again to Tom Brady, this time in Tampa Bay. His 20.1 fantasy points were the most among all tight ends last week. Therefore, Jack Doyle, my breakout tight end in Week 12. There's your breakouts. Let's go right into busts. I have a little bit more to say about the busts this week. Uh, let's start off at quarterback. Goes to Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. Uh, finished the day with 129 pass yards, 77 rushing yards. If you're doing the math, that's 100 and uh, I'm sorry, 200 and <laughs> easy for me to count on the fly. 206 total yards, but three interceptions and no touchdowns for the former Alabama and Oklahoma quarterback. The Eagles have no business losing to the Giants, but that's what they did in Week 12 much in part to New York, holding at bay uh, the Eagles on offense. His 129 passing yards were his third fewest on the season and was only the second time all year he did not find the end zone one way or the other. His 6.86 fantasy points were also his fewest on the year and second lowest among starting quarterbacks last week, which is why Jalen Hurts is my bust from Week 12 at quarterback. I kind of cheated from a running back bust in Week 12 because – well, I, I listed two of them. Uh, my running back busts in Week 12 go to Cleveland Browns running backs Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Combined 7.9 fantasy points between the two of them. Uh, Kareem Hunt obviously activated off of IR this week, and we were hopefully looking, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan at least, for that tandem to pick up where they left off, and they just didn't. Chubb rushed for just 16 yards and got two passes for 23 yards, while Hunt carried just seven times for 20 yards as the Browns, despite picking off Lamar Jackson four times, lost to the Ravens in Week 12. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb combined bully bust at running back in Week 12. A moving line to wrong uh, wide receiver bust in Week 12, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf. He had one catch for 13 yards. After scoring 11-plus in every game this season, Metcalf had his third straight game in single digits. His 2.3 fantasy points were his worst performance all season as the Seahawks just couldn't get the offense going against the Washington football team last week. 
if they don't get it going again, Seattle may be looking for some widespread changes uh, in the offseason. Uh, Metcalf may be coming a liability if you're looking for a playoff push here in fantasy football. DK Metcalf might bust at wide receiver in week 12. Last but not least, I've been very uh, bullish on this tight end of the last few weeks, and he did nothing but let me down with the same exact stat line as DK Metcalf. Then it goes to tight end of the San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle. He saw his three-game touchdown streak and his three-game double-digit fantasy point streak come to an end on the same day in identical stat line as my wide receiver bust, as I mentioned a second ago. His usage may pick back up if the injury to Debo Samuel causes Debo to miss any time. Regardless, managers who have stayed true to Kittle can only hope that his 2.3 fantasy point day and a win over the Vikings was just a fluke heading into the fantasy playoffs and into the fantasy playoff seeding George Kittle, my bust in week 12. So quick recap, quarterback breakout in week 12, Mac Jones, bust Jalen Hurts, my breakout running back, Leonard Fournette, the bust Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, my breakout wide receiver T. Higgins, bust DK Metcalf, and my breakout tight end Jack Doyle, while George Kittle was bussing in week 12. I tried it. I don't know if that worked or not. Uh, find me on social media and tell me if that was really dumb of me to try to uh, to play that off. Nevertheless, uh, George Kittle, my bust in week 12 at tight end. Coming up next... Bullies, buys, and sells did last week pay off for you. I know it paid off for me as I went 5-0 and in fantasy, but did my picks and buys and sells help you in fantasy last week? Stay tuned to find out. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye, and we're going to get into Bully's Buys and Sells for Week 13 in 2021 fantasy football season. I am currently 37-50-1. Last week was actually a pretty good week, not just for me in fantasy, as I mentioned a couple times on the show, going 5-0. and I went I went 5-3 and this week in my Buys and Sells. I was off on Jimmy Garoppolo. I really thought he was going to have a big day. And despite them winning, uh, finished six points under projection. I was bullish on Miles Sanders. He finished half his projection. Uh, DJ Moore just barely exceeded his projection uh, despite the benching of Cam Newton. Uh, my tight end buys from last week, Dalton Schultz, far exceeded as I expected him to. I tell you what, I had a really big bust the week before on Jonathan Taylor. I had a really big bust this week in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, seven points above projection. Uh, my my other busts, or my other sells, I should say, uh, going into uh, last week. Saquon Barkley, uh, A.J. Brown, Mike Jasicki. Uh, let's just say they all came under projection. A.J. Brown did not play, was put on IR. Uh, Saquon Barkley finished eight under projection, and Mike Jasicki half of his projection for a 5-3 and three record that takes me to 37-50-1. Spoiler alert, this will be the second-to-last edition of Buys and Sells. Uh, we're coming into the end of Season 3 of the show. Next week, we'll do one final edition of Buys and Sells, and then the following week, we're going to have a season finale show 
or recap where Bully was right and Bully was wrong throughout the year that was the NFL in 2021. But let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Bully's buys for week 13 of the fantasy football season. It's coming close to playoff push, so let's get right into it, shall we? Quarterback, a guy that you're going to be starting regardless, but I'm buying in on Dak Prescott this week for the Dallas Cowboys, currently projected 19.8 fantasy points, and that's a big projection. But he's also playing the fifth most generous defense to quarterbacks in the New Orleans Saints, and it's highly likely that he'll get both Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb back from, uh, from COVID and a concussion, respectively, this week. Uh, in their loss on Thanksgiving to Las Vegas, Dak, Dak still put up 25 fantasy points uh, with, the addition, with, the, with the help of 307 passing yards, or 375, I should say, passing yards and two touchdowns. And the Saints might be starting Taysom Hill at quarterback. And unable to keep that offense on the field, the Cowboys are going to roll, which is why I'm buying big on Dak Prescott this week. A running back buy this week should come as no surprise if you've been paying attention. Goes to Minnesota Vikings running back Alexander Madison. Currently projected 18 points. Why is Madison on this list? Well, Dalvin Cook is hurt yet again this season. And in the two games that Cook missed earlier this season, Madison ran for 112 and 113 yards, both games going for 23-plus fantasy points. And the Lions are allowing the fifth most points to running backs this year. All signs lead to a huge day for the Vikings' backup running back with the, with the absence of Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison, my running back by in Week 13. And if you're like me, as soon as uh, Dalvin Cook came back, if you had Alexander Madison, you left him on your bench because now he's going to be a big part for you going forward. My wide receiver buy may come as a surprise. I feel like I'm going all Clemson on this podcast today, which makes me a little sick, but my wide receiver buy for week 13 goes to DeAndre Hopkins, currently projected 13.3 points. He's had four weeks to rest and get healed up, same as his quarterback Kyler Murray. They're coming off a bye and taking on a Bears defense, allowing the eighth most points to wide receivers. And the Cardinals really need to keep pushing to win that NFC West. Uh, San Francisco is making strides. I'm not sure if Seattle is going to be able to, to rebound. The Rams have a really good collection of talent. If they can put it together, they're going to be scary. Uh, but with the Cardinals really needing to keep pushing, uh, it sets up nicely for a, a nice return game. For DeAndre Hopkins, especially when he's only projected 13.3 points, I'm buying DeAndre Hopkins this week. Last but not least, my tight end buy goes to a guy who returned last week from IR himself, and that's Minnesota, Minnesota Washington football team tight end Logan Thomas, currently only projected 9.7 points. Like I said, Logan Thomas returned from IR against Seattle in Week 12 and saw six targets despite only getting three catches, Washington is looking to get him back involved in this offense, and he draws the second most generous defense to tight ends in the Las Vegas Raiders this week. So maybe he finds the end zone for the first time this season, which is why I'm buying on Logan Thomas this week. Moving right along to bully sells here in week 13, starting off at quarterback. You know, I'm not sure if, if this guy belongs here or not, but I'm putting quarterback Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills Currently projected 21.4 points, if I'm not mistaken. That's the highest projection of any quarterback this week. But what is going on in Buffalo? The Bills have struggled mightily in recent weeks. 
while their Sweet 13 opponents have been rolling in the New England Patriots. The Patriots have the number two defense against quarterbacks, and Josh Allen has only hit this current projection five times this season. Combine that with the fact that he's turned the ball over eight times in his last four games. I really don't like Josh Allen this week. The Patriots, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are first in the AFC East again. I did not see that coming. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on my season finale of the show where I was wrong when it comes to predicting the NFL season. But all of a sudden, the New England Patriots are back in the AFC East talk. I do not like Josh Allen this week. At running back, uh, they're talking about him getting a lot of carries despite most of their coaching staff missing the Thursday night game this week due to COVID. I'm selling running back Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. Currently projected 14.7. I know they're talking about him getting a lot of carries, but he's banged up. He got hurt in last week's game against the Raiders. Uh, there were rumors earlier in the week that he may even get rested this week. Uh, but I think even if he plays, he's not 100%. And the Saints have the number one defense against running backs this season. I usually say start your studs if they play, but I'm not starting Zeke if I've got him. Uh, if, uh, you know, going into week 13, which is why Ezekiel Elliott is my uh, sell here at running back. Wide receiver, it may come as no surprise. I don't know if you're starting anybody on the Jets anyway. My running, my, my wide receiver sell this week goes to a new New York Jets wide receiver, Corey Davis, currently projected 11.5 points. He's dealing with a groin injury, and he missed last week as a result. And I think one wrong move could keep him sidelined this week or at least pull him from the game if he does play. Although uh, Zach Wilson is set to make his return this week, the Eagles are only allowing the third fewest points to wide receivers this season. He's missed three of his last five games and hasn't scored since week seven. I don't like his chance of doing it this week. Corey Davis, my wide receiver sell in week 13. Last but not least, he's back on the naughty list as we get close to Christmas season. My tight end sell in week 13 goes to Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, currently projected 14.9 points. The Ravens keep finding ways to win despite the struggles of Lamar Jackson in this passing game. The Steelers have been getting embarrassed really week to week. They were they were destroyed by Cincinnati. Uh, they, they tied with the Lions. Uh, they've been getting embarrassed, but they still, believe it or not, ranked ninth against opposing tight ends in fantasy. And though he scored in two of his last three games, I don't see him doing this, doing it this week in a must-win game, not just for the Ravens, but for the Steelers as well in this AFC North race, which is why I'm selling Mark Andrews in Week 13. So to recap, at quarterback, I'm buying Dak Prescott, and I'm selling Josh Allen. At running back, I'm buying Alexander Madison, and I'm selling Ezekiel Elliott. I'm buying DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver, and I'm selling Corey Davis. And at tight end, I'm buying Logan Thomas, and I am selling Mark Andrews. Coming up next, a supersized Fricks picks on a championship weekend in college football. Uh, Ten games to choose from this week. Uh, so stay tuned for a supersized edition of Fricks Picks here on the show. Fricks Picks number 12 coming up next right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns.
All right, everybody, welcome back to the show, and welcome to the main event of the evening here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns, Frick Picks, number 12 on the season. Uh, not a whole lot of movement on the standings from last week. Uh, we do have a tie at the top of the leaderboard, however. Volley Polly and Buck both sit at 29 and 26, whereas your guy, Bully Rice, sits in third place, 25 and 30. Let's go down the list. A.A. Ron sits at 22 and 28. Drick sits at 12 and 18. Sarge gets up to 500, sitting at 10 and 10. Mims falls to 8 and 17. And Danny did not make picks last week. He sits at 5 and 10 on the season. Uh, just a quick heads up. Uh, this is a supersized edition of Frick's Picks. However, next week will be the last edition of Frick's Picks uh, so that we can include the winner of Frick's Picks in the season finale of the show where they will win a spot, uh, a segment on the show, I should say, to discuss whatever they want. It may be that they want to come and discuss a wrestling pay-per-view with PJ Steven and myself, or they may want to talk football or something completely different in general. But next week, even though this is the biggest Frick's Picks on the season, next week will be the last edition of Frick's Picks this season. Having said that, a really big week in football, specifically college, it's championship week as the conference championship games are being played this weekend. And without further ado, let's get right into it. The AAC championship uh, is on the line. A final four spot for the number three team in the country is on the line for the college football playoff. Number 16, Houston, takes on number three, Cincinnati. There are two pickers who have taken Houston. That would be A.A. Ron and Drick. The rest of the field takes Cincinnati. That's Sarge, Buck, Volley Polly, Mims, Danny, and your guy, Bully Rive, all taking Cincinnati to win the AAC championship and set themselves up to take part in the college football playoff this year. And one championship game that will have no uh, no bearing on the college football playoff is the ACC championship as number 18 Wake Forest takes on number 17 Pittsburgh. Uh, this was almost a clean slate. Everybody has taken Wake Forest except for Sarge. Sarge is the only person who took Pitt while Aaron, Buck, Volley, Polly, Mims, Drick, Danny, and your guy have all taken Wake Forest to take the ACC championship this year over Pittsburgh. The Big Ten also has college football impl uh, playoff implications as number 15 Iowa, thanks to a Minnesota win over Wisconsin last week, now takes on the number two Michigan Wolverines who were able to, you know, I, I guess exercise their demons against Ohio State. It is a clean sweep for Michigan and a, and a secured spot in the college football playoff. Everyone on the, the pick'em sheet, if you will, has taken Michigan to knock off Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Moving to the Big 12, this may have some sort of implications in the college football playoff as the number five Oklahoma State, who took out Oklahoma last week, takes on number nine Baylor. Almost a clean sweep for this, for this group, except your guy, Bully Rye, is taking Baylor with the upset over Oklahoma State. The rest of the field has taken Oklahoma State to win the Big 12 and to set themselves up in a spot to uh, play in the college football national championship playoff. Uh, not quite last but least, uh, last but not least, but the Pac-12 championship. Again, no bearing on the college football playoff. 
Number 10, Oregon, gets a rematch over the team that destroyed them a few weeks ago in number 14, Utah, for the Pac-12 championship. Aaron, Buck, Mims, Drick, and Danny have all taken Oregon to avenge their loss, while Sarge, Volley Polly, and your guy, Bully Rye, have taken Utah to win their second straight against Oregon and win the Pac-12. Now we are last and certainly not least. Probably the closest thing to a national championship quarterfinal uh, in the country. The SEC championship game features the number one Georgia Bulldogs undefeated against the number four Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama, a narrow victory over their in-state rival Auburn last week in four overtimes. Almost had a clean sweep on here, too. The only person who has taken number four Alabama to get the win is Danny, Sarge, Aaron, Buck, Volley Polly, Mims, Drick, and your guy have all taken Georgia to roll over the tide and take the number one seed in the college football playoff uh, this coming season. So, again, really exciting games to watch here in college football. Uh, all the championship games are going to be taking place this weekend. But moving on to the pros, we've got four more games to pick from. If you were taking count, that was six games in college. We're going to make it an even 10 this week, and we're going to choose four games in the NFL, starting off with the Thursday night football game tonight. If you're listening to the show uh, the day that it airs, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the New Orleans Saints. One person has taken New Orleans to knock off Dallas, and that's Sarge. And I'll be honest, I almost took Dallas considering they're basically going to be missing their entire coaching staff for this game. But Sarge is still the only person who took New Orleans. Aaron, Buck, Volley Polly, Mims, Drick, Danny, and your guy have all taken the Dallas Cowboys to win on Thursday night. Uh, the L.A. Chargers are up next as they travel to Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals have been rolling as of late. Uh, there are two people taking the L.A. Chargers. Danny and your guy think the Chargers are going to be able to rebound from the struggles as of late to knock off Cincinnati on the road. I, I just like the, the prospect of a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast, picking up some extra hours of sleep. Uh, Cincinnati, not quite the East Coast, but definitely an East, Eastern Coast uh, time zone. Uh, one of the reasons why I took the Chargers, but Sarge, Aaron, Buck, Volley, Polly, Mims, and Drick have all taken the Bengals to beat the Chargers. Next up, another divisional matchup here as we get the Denver Broncos traveling to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Kansas City coming off of a bye. I like them, but I didn't take them. Volley Polly and your guy have taken Denver with the upset. Kansas City goes to Sarge, Aaron, Buck, Mims, Drick, and Danny. Uh, the last game, I mentioned it in Bullies, Buys, and Sells. The New England Patriots traveling to the Buffalo Bills in an AFC East showdown. There are two people taking New England, and I was honestly surprised that it's not more. Sarge and your guy, Bully Rye, has taken New England, while the rest of the field, Aaron, Buck, Volley Polly, Mims, Drick, and Danny have all taken the Buffalo Bills to get, get it back on track and knock off their AFC East rival, New England Patriots. Everybody, that's the show for this week. Uh, we've got one more wrestling show coming up Monday. A classic Starcade, I believe, from 1992. Uh, and then we're going to have one more football show next Thursday to sort of uh, perhaps recap uh, Bullies, Buys, and Sells. I want to recap also the Patience or Panic 
the last edition that we did, considering we'll be in week 14 next week of the NFL season, which for most of us should be at least close to starting your fantasy playoffs. There's an extra week here, uh, but if you're starting your playoffs in week 15 to avoid any sits in week 17, next week will be your last chance to make a last-second ditch effort to get to your playoffs. So next week will be your last, I guess, quote-unquote football episode as well as your last episode uh, for wrestling. The following week, we will have a culminative season three finale of the show. We're going to bring back PJ Steven. We're going to recap what this year was on the show. And then your winner of Frick's Picks on the show will get a segment of their choosing, be it a, a football segment, whatever they want. Whoever wins Frick's Picks Right now, it looks like it could it could be anybody's game, although Volley Polly and Buck have the best chance tied atop the leaderboard heading into the final week of picks. But nevertheless, I hope you've enjoyed the shows the last couple of weeks. I know Thanksgiving week you had three episodes. This week, the wrestling show aired a little later. The football episode is obviously coming to you at the right time. Uh, but, but again, I don't want to call it an abrupt end to season three. I just haven't been warning you guys that it was coming. But with the holiday season upon us, uh, we feel like it's, it's the best time to sort of take a minute, reset, refresh, and come back and bring you, bringing you all new great content in 2022. But still, three more episodes of the show here in 21 and in season three. Again, for the show, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's your guy, Bully Rye. I'll be around.